0: Check out Nike. Nike has been a name weighing on the Dow Jones Industrial Average throughout this state. It did beat on the top and bottom lines on the quarterly numbers, but when you comb through some of the details it's seeing some weakness, like many retailers, I want to get expert opinions here. John Kernan's with us, Managing Director and Senior Equity Analyst uh, over at Cowan & Company, and Sucharita Kadali, VP Principal Analyst at Forrester Research. Thank you so much, both of you, for being with us. So, John, you can't keep your outperform rating on Nike. Obviously, it has brand recognition and loyalty, but there was some concern about an inventory build and some weakness in China and gross margin contraction, right, John? But you like this one.
1: Yeah, we kept our outperform rating. We did. We did take our target down, and we took our EPS estimates down really through 2024. At this point. Nike actually missed our Q4 EPS estimate above the operating line on worse than expected gross margin. They made it up on a tax beat. Uh, but, but yeah, we, we see pressure on gross margin. Nike's guidance points to more pressure on gross margin, supply chain costs, inventory, or the overhang.
0: So I think you made a really important point is that they missed. Um, can you just explain that one more time? Because they didn't necessarily beat on the top and bottom line according to your calculations and estimates. Just explain that one more time, John.
1: Yeah, just a, relative to our estimates, they reported their Q4 EPS at above the operating line. That was a little bit worse than what we had anticipated. Their gross margin was down 80 basis points. That was the first time gross margin has been down in two years, and it was below their guidance. Where they made it up was they they got a big tax benefit, so that made their EPS beat you know the so-called consensus. But they actually did miss Q4. Uh, operating estimates.
0: So what stands out to you, Sucharita? You've been following Nike a long time.
2: Well, I think that there is—certainly uh, the, uh, the, the, the the valuation is down pretty substantially, but I think a lot of that is just in line with the market and expectations around the market. Um, when we talk about things like China, you talk about things like inflation, supply chain, I think a lot of these are temporary issues that don't necessarily um, speak to Nike's long-term story, especially when you're talking about China. China was down substantially, but that— It's an artificial um, depression in that region. It's due to the lockdowns. And one thing we've learned from the pandemic is that there's something typically very common that happens when you come out of a lockdown, which is revenge shopping. And consumers really, really come and choose to spend as soon as they have the ability to do so. Um, So I I don't expect that this is a long-term trend that speaks to any type of uh, fall off in in Chinese consumer demand. So that is, I think, one of the, the issues that seems to be weighing on it. Others are related to inflation and supply chain. Um, supply chain, I think, is, is something that will more adversely affect some of the very on-trend fashion-forward retailers, like fast fashion. I think it's less likely to impact Nike, where they have um, the ability to, to hold on to that inventory a bit longer, and that sales cycle is, uh, is more extended.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And John, does something in particular happen or is it just going to be a trickle higher? I mean, you had this big buyback announcement, $18 billion. Um, you have a $127 price target on this stock, which today is around $103 and change. But you talked about 50 years of, you know, the archives of what they can pull out. I mean, it's crazy when I see Um, teenage girls in the same sneakers that I loved when I was a teenager so they certainly got a lot to pull on what's going to drive it higher John
1: yeah sure I I don't think top line is the biggest issue here it's more about gross margin that's where the pressure is occurring the inventory bill that they're now sitting on with inventory up 23 percent is what concerns us they guided their gross margin flat to down 50 basis points They're facing huge supply chain inflation. They're facing 200 basis points on gross margin just from container rates. That's almost 50 cents on VPS on an annual basis. It's over $550 million in EBIT on an annual basis. So the biggest pressure point here isn't the top line. They guided top line up low double digits. And that's even with a China market that's likely weak in the first Mm -hmm. half of the year for them. So I think the biggest pressure point is gross margin. When we get more confidence on gross margin, the multiple on the valuation will inflect higher.
0: Sucharita, other names in the group that seem to be on track for doing very well?
2: Well, I think that in general, um, the the big question is what is how is consumer demand trending overall? Um, everything that we're seeing from a retail standpoint is that consumers are continuing to spend, uh, particularly on discretionary goods, and they're often um, covering all of the inflationary pressures and then some. So I am um, so we really have no reason yet to be terribly concerned about really um, anyone in very many companies, I should say, in retail at this point um, so far. Now, that doesn't mean that in the fall that there won't be um, this more significant drop-offs. But for for the most part, everything that we have seen with consumer spend has been pretty positive. Um, and there has been a fairly um, inelastic demand for for most consumer products in most categories, um, including in categories like gasoline, um, up until up until now.
0: John Kernan and Sucharita Kondali. John Kernan, uh, thank you very much of Cowan, Sucharita Kondali of Forrester. Thank
2: you both very much. Good luck there at Nike today.